Real chills. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Welcome to Real Chills. We have a super awesome guest today. She's going to tell her story. Give a listen to Anna Rispoli. Hi, everybody. Okay, so back when I was a freshman in high school, I made a friend named Damien, and he ended up being my best friend all throughout high school. He was like the only out gay kid at my school. And so for some reason, we got on the topic in like the lunch line about Culture Club and Boy George and all that stuff. And I had been such a fan of the 80s for so long that like I knew everything that he was talking about. And my parents had never sheltered me in any way. So I it was never like, oh, this is the gay kids or whatever. You know, this is like it was never like that. It was just like, this is my new friend who knows a lot of things about culture club and stuff and I started to realize that like no this like but this guy like was isolated from a lot of the people in school and hadn't made a lot of friends due to being gay which is so weird to think of because I was a freshman in 2009 I think or 2010 in high school so it's just bizarre to me um because of how far we've come with that I just like I was like oh I came home from school oh mom and dad I made a new friend in school like I'm so excited and like, lo and behold, it ended up being me and him for, like, the last, the next seven years. Just me and him all the time. I, like, barely wanted to socialize with anybody else because, like, we had so much in common that nobody else was really interested in. So, you know, we had developed this strong friendship. And after high school, he had kind of had a slew of relationships that didn't go so well. And, like, he had kind of developed a little bit of, like, the depression and kind of feeling down on himself. Like, I don't, I can't find a man that, you know, has the same interests as me and has, like, like, the same, I don't know, he, he just couldn't find anybody that, like, really matched with him. And he ended up when we were, I think I was 20, and he was 21. No, I was 19 and he was 20. He found a guy on Tinder, I believe. And this guy, like, he seemed nice. But when I met him, there was, like, something very off about him. But I didn't know what it was. And it turned out to be that he was a heroin addict. And I didn't know what that was like. Like, I'd never seen somebody who was, like, an addict growing up where I did it. Just what didn't happen. I had found that out. And then... It started being me and my friend every day. Then it was me and my friend every other day seeing each other. And then it was me and my friend once a week seeing each other. And then it was once every two weeks. And then it was like once a month. And I was like, what's going on? And he started acting weird and he wouldn't remember things that I told him. It just seemed really off. And then I had found out that he had pulled me from like something I was doing at work and was like, I need to tell you something. I'm addicted to heroin. I started doing it with a guy, Adam. Three weeks after that, we find out that Adam has passed away. And Damien is by himself, an addict, not knowing like what to do. He is like kind of in and out of things. Like he gets a little bit in a little bit of trouble with the law because he doesn't know how to live this life. So he ends up like getting in trouble for shoplifting and things like that. Things he would never get in trouble for. Crashed his car and left it. All kinds of really out of character things. Um, so eventually he moves in with his parents and things seem to be going better. We start going to concerts together again. I start seeing him a little bit more. And then he confesses to me that certain items that had 
gone missing that he and Adam had stolen from me. Jewelry, things like that, that are like really sentimental. He had stolen and pawned them. There was like a Tiffany bracelet that my grandfather gave me, a Pandora bracelet that had a bunch of charms on it. So once you occur enough things, it ends up amounting to a more money. So I cut off communication. And then a few months later, I get a call from his mom. And I just knew like something just came over me when he is, his mom called me that he had passed away. I remember being at the salon. I was doing hair at the time with my parents and I was 20 and I, I oh no, yeah, I was 21 because I had cut him off right before my 21st birthday and he, he had passed away and I knew it, it had to be that because his mom, we communicated, but she doesn't like get on her phone. So I, as soon as I got the call, like I saw that I had the missed call after I got done doing something at work, um, I called her back and I was like, like I knew exactly what had happened. And after a couple months of not really thinking of him and kind of, it's not that I didn't think of him, but like life takes over, you know, I had started my apprenticeship, like life takes over and you just don't think about somebody who had screwed you over so bad after such a long friendship. I had learned that he'd passed away and it was like, it was like a brother died, you know, it was like somebody who you're really close to, who was the only person that understood you at the time died. He passed away. And as soon as I got in the car, culture clubs, karma chameleon was on the radio. And like, just like at the time, shattered me like at the time that was like the worst thing that could have happened he had always been like a huge boy george fan so for over a month every time i got in the car to go to work it was culture club and i started finding like items that we had enjoyed together that i thought were missing because i just had gotten rid of everything started showing back up the culture club t-shirt that we got at the concert we went to kept showing up in different places in my house but I never wore it because it was always, it was like way too big for me. And I just got it for the memory. Like it was the only one they had left in and it was like an extra, extra large, but it would never leave the drawer, but somehow it would leave the drawer. Like I never had pulled it out of that drawer, but it always somehow ended up somewhere. And like, it was hanging up in my closet one time. And as messy as I am, I still never pulled it out of it. So it was weird to see that. And then culture club would come on the radio and stuff like that. But without fail no matter what when I was in the car and Michael Jackson would come on the radio and that is my favorite of all time so I always would tell my mom like this is super fucking weird because like I don't know it's kind of hard to catch a Michael Jackson song on the radio anymore so it would be no matter what station you know I had had a one day where I went through the stations and every station was playing a Michael Jackson song what which was really weird like every like like every station including like ones where they're usually talking which i thought was really super super weird like i was like this is not possible and then this has happened every the michael jackson thing has happened every day since he died every day yeah like still happening now yep every day and like there was a there was a period in time where I was feeling super angry towards him, where it stopped for about two weeks and then it came back and it was really weird. Like it, it just depended on how I was feeling. If I was like sad, if I was having a bad day, the culture club thing would happen because that was more of a sign coming from him than Michael Jackson would have been. But since it happens every day, I'm like there. This didn't happen every day until he died. So I had put it together. And then 
during this time, I also find pennies everywhere, which I read about. That's like a thing that you see a lot from like grandparents that pass away and stuff. Um, and they call it like pennies from heaven or whatever, some something religious that I'm like, oh I started to get really skeptical about it because I was like, wow, like this is really happening. It'd be like in my bathroom, like why would there be a penny in my bathroom, you know? Or like somewhere out like in public or like just any time that I had had a little bit of an inkling or thought about him, it would be like, There's a penny. It was just a weird, super weird thing. I didn't have, it was weird because I was upset that I didn't have good dreams. Like I always had nightmares about things that happened, like the way he looked before he died because he was very like emaciated and like his eyes were like, they were always like blackened from like like, being exhausted. I'm sure he was like, his sleep was not great. I'm sure always awake or always asleep, but he had never come to me in my dreams in like a positive way. But then everything that happened when I was awake was always positive. But his mom told me that the night that he passed away, that right before, six hours before she found him or whatever, she had had a dream where he came knocking at at the front door. And she was like, Damien, what are you doing outside? Like, you're supposed to be upstairs. And he, he said, go upstairs. Like, go look upstairs. And she was like, okay. And like, she walked upstairs. And like the room was empty. And this was like the night that he passed away. And like, I'm always like, was that like, and she, she feels like guilty because she's like, if I had just gone up the stairs, like you told me at the time, but I'm like, I, I don't know if that's like, I don't think you should feel guilty about that. But she said that she hadn't had a dream that he came to the door. Like he said, I need help. I need help. Go upstairs. And he was like, she was like, but you're right here. But it was like, she feels like that was the crossing over. Like that she like experienced it. Then we, after he passed away, we did a memorial and we, we ended up, he doesn't have a tombstone. He has a bench in Rockford Park in Delaware over um, by a high school that he went to, or no, he went there to middle school, over by a school he went to, there's a bench and the bench has his name on it. And it, it has like a quote from Winnie the Pooh. Cause I was like his favorite when he was a kid. Every time I go there, I see blue jays, which I think is a weird bird to like encounter. So there's always a blue jay on the end of the branch. And a bunch of people saw the blue jays that were friends with him or were close with him in um, in his life. Every time we would see each other, they have like a group chat. We'd be like, I saw a blue jay at the bench. It's always there. And his favorite color was blue. So we wonder if that's why it's there. I ended up getting an entire chest piece of a blue jay for it. That's kind of like all of the weird things that happened. I mean, like they're a lot more like, they're not as spooky. They're more like airy and like positive. I don't understand why it's nightmares that he comes in. But during the day, it's like all of these positive glimmers. I've had like substantially more nightmares during quarantine because I have more time to think about it. I had kind of immersed myself in my job when I, when he passed away, I immersed myself in my apprenticeship. I stopped doing hair and just like, fully went like doubled down tattooing I think I've taken I can probably count the days that I've taken off from tattooing in the last two years because I just I just didn't have I don't want to face it like I don't don't want to do it during quarantine I'm like thinking about it more and I was like oh maybe I should share this story with Meg and Melissa but that's yeah that's pretty much the whole story it's kind of nice that like the things that do come are like things that double back when we were in high school and all of that so it's cool. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing that story. That is yeah. intense. It's it's like I didn't believe in any of it until I had somebody like 
pass away that was really close. And now I'm like, oh, these things are signs. And it, it, it's, I think it gives you more hope. It's, it's really sad that they passed away, but it gives you something. And like, even if it's not something, it mentally helps me. I wrote down a lot of stuff. Meg, do you want to start? Yeah, I wrote down a lot of stuff too. It, so do you think he like wants something? Like, do you think something needs to be resolved? Or do you think he's just like hanging out? Like, it's weird. I think I was so angry before he passed away with him. And mm. I have said so many things. I think that he, 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 he wasn't himself. Like I always say, like, you weren't, you're not yourself. You're not yourself. I think yeah. he sends me these kinds of messages. Like, like I feel like the pennies are like a sentimental thing and he was always like he always held a lot of sentimental value to things mm-hmm. so I feel like he just wants me to know that he's passed away but the person that he is in whatever afterlife there is like he is the person that he was before now I just like, imagine you have to keep like every penny and you just have this dude but I do like I do <laughs> full of penny <laughs> yeah I, I do I keep I keep them like mm-hmm. like I keep them near me yeah yeah I get it I totally get it but it's like I feel like he just wants I don't think it's forgiveness but I think he just wants me to know that he's not that like drug addict person that he was I mean he was really only on drugs for a year you know people struggle for years crazy yeah but he I think he just wants me to know that it's him and not that person no maybe he's okay like he's at peace a little bit you know I kind of I kind of started to feel that way too because I was kind of like he's not going to if he's on these drugs and stuff, he's not going to stop. Right. Like he had convinced himself that this was the right thing for him. And then, so we all kind of figured like, he's not going to stop. That's, that's just like how it was. But I think he just wants everybody. Yeah, I do. I think he wants everybody to know that he's like in a better place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like kind of personal. So you don't have the answers you don't want. So do you talk to him actively? I, after he died, I sent like a message like a text message because it felt like it felt like something like that was like kind of final um but I don't actively like I look at our old messages I actually opened up my old laptop literally the other day and every message that we ever sent to each other was on there because you know how MacBook has the messenger app I have like every message like it was kind of nice because I got a lot of pictures and all that so I, I don't actively talk to him, but I do actively look at our conversation. Some of it's like really cringe because we were like 15, but still, it's, it's there. <laughs> it's true. We'll all live forever on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of thankful. Like, I'm kind of thankful for it. But we had so many pictures and stuff that I still have. And I figured out that all of that is on my laptop. Because like when, I, when he had stolen from me, I was like pissed. And like I got rid of everything, but the the cloud has it all. Yeah, I was so happy that the. But I did have it in my mind to go look at that after having like a nightmare during quarantine about it. So I mean, that was kind of like a nice signal to go look. (laughs) What are the? Do you? This is another thing that might be too personal, but like, what are the nightmares like? Are they? Are is he in them? Yes. So when Damien's mother got like like we had talked about what had happened when he passed away she she needed somebody to tell about what she saw when she found him and i think i was the at the time probably like the strongest person because his uh the other friends he had from when he was like very young into his life or into his like adult life i can't see them handling it 
Um, and I kind of put the strong face on, like I was like, all right, like you can talk to me about whatever. So I only see images. Like she was like more descriptive than I thought she was going to be. And I only see that every time. And it's always like him sitting in front of his laptop, like I guess when he passed away. And it's always like him sitting up and being like this like dead person. So that's what, that's what sucks. Like that, that part sucks. Cause I think, I don't blame his mom at all because she needed somebody to talk to at the time. But that, that is what I see every time yeah. so that's that's what sucks because he's not alive in the nightmares you know oh, man. yeah and i not ever and i don't know like i always thought that that was like punishing me for like the things that i said when he like did all of the bad things he did when he did drugs and it might be but i i don't know i think it's like i think he's back and forth on how he feels about that <laughs> Some of it, not to get like too like psychoanalytical, but it could be also your subconscious, like trying to work that shit out. Like me feeling guilty. You, yeah. 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 That definitely I could totally play agree. Too. I've thought about like seeing a medium and like talking to them, but I'm just like terrified of like what I'm going to hear. Cause I yeah. tend to like believe a lot of that now because of all of these things that have happened. And I'm like, well, if I just see a medium, I'm like afraid that it's going to be <laughs> bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm really not trying to, like, because I'm not a professional anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if, you're self if your subconscious feels, like, guilt about, like, what happened or maybe what you said, maybe that's why you're seeing such strong um, interactions from, like, his spirit or from whatever, like, the good things are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, say, like you hear those things every day and, like, during the daytime when you're awake, like, these like really significant things seem to be happening so maybe that's like the counterbalance too i honestly think it's i honestly i've always thought like because because i never like dealt with it. i never went to therapy really i i think i went to two therapy appointments and then i was like fuck this like i don't want to do this um i think honestly he would like for me to work it out and like he's like maybe he's probably like like bitch go to a therapist like <laughs> fucking go <laughs> deal with that, like, he's like, stop working for 10 seconds and go to a therapist. <laughs> as somebody, I love that. Yeah. As someone that who is. hated therapists for a long or like hated, it felt like it wasn't useful for me, but now goes to a therapist like once a month, it's like, yeah. You know, I, I think I found the wrong it. therapist. She was very judgy, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, she, she honestly, I think she honestly thought that I also did drugs because I was like, but I look the way that I do. A lot of people are like, well, hey, you know where the Coke is? Like, I always get those questions. <laughs> so, like, like, and I just, like, I have never seen Coke in my life, sir. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, I think that that's why she was like that. But I, I think I would just need to find the right therapist. So if I need to find somebody, like, I don't know, in their 30s who, like, gets it. <laughs> I don't know. Because she was, like, an older lady who was like, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah man. I'm pro I mean I'm pro therapy for people who want it so if that ever comes like I would up. love it I would love it if I didn't have that bad experience but I'm like coming around yeah but I, like, don't, I just uh, that lady was such a jerk <laughs> after quarantine I'm gonna be like I'm gonna have three therapists I need to see all the people in the world <laughs> <laughs> your friends will be therapists and everything <laughs> so number one 
I go to Rockford Park pretty often with Sam. We go there. That's like one of our spots for walking. I've never seen a uh-huh. DJ there. <laughs> so You've I've never like, seen one there? I've never seen one. So that's like pretty impressive that you're friends and you see them. Um, I don't know where the bench yeah, is. Yeah, dude. Because the park is like. So it's right by the dog park. Like, you know, okay. where all the dogs, like it's right yeah. at the top of that hill. You know, there's a hill that that goes down to towards the dog park it's right near the dog park and that's what everybody else says they're like i've never seen a fucking blue jay anywhere and no like, and i mean we even walk through like the woods part and stuff too and we walk like all over i've never seen a blue jay there i know and i don't i've never seen really a blue jay anywhere like that was like probably the first time i ever saw one in general yeah and i was like these birds don't i i don't know if they're like their population's been diminished or they're just not yeah. I think the last time I saw one was when I was like little, like really little. Yeah. Um, do you see them in like most seasons? Just like any I I don't visit so I don't visit the bench unless it's like fall, spring, or summer. Like I won't go in the winter. Yeah, but I've seen, them, <laughs> I've seen them. I've seen them mostly like I think I've gone mostly when it's warm out there, like spring and summer. Yeah. Like, once mm. it gets cold, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not going outside. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I've heard other stories of people who've had, like, past loved ones send them birds. So I wonder if that's, like, a... It's weird to think that, like, that's the thing ghosts can control. Like, just birds. Yeah, <laughs> birds and pennies. Yeah. <laughs> I've literally heard so many people, like, have penny stories. So I'm like, why the hell are these the things? Yeah, we'll talk more about that for yeah. sure. Because, like, I, I heard that robins were a sign that, like, a loved one was watching over you. And when my grandmother died, I mean... Part of it's like coincidence, nature, whatever. But when my grandmother died, we were at the um, at her final resting place at the tombstone at her gravesite, and um, we were she's Catholic, so we we're doing like the Catholic thing of the priest putting her in the ground. And these two butterflies were chasing each other, and then landed on her casket. And it was like a weird feeling of like, oh, it's like my grandfather, and my grandmother are together again like whether oh I love that yeah whether it was like my own like projecting that on or not like it still felt good and it still felt very meaningful like in that moment even if it is a coincidence like what is the odds that a coincidence happens you know yeah I think that the significance of like the blue jay was because his favorite color was blue I think that was kind of it because like I've heard a lot of Robin stories and like I never hear anybody talk about blue jays and I'm like that's got to be because yeah I'm also so amazed at the Michael Jackson on every station, Michael Jackson every day. Is it every, every day? Every, every single day. Every day, like even if you're not trying to listen to Michael Jackson, you're not trying to hear it. You're just, you just hear it at some point. Every day in the car on the radio, like the FM, like mm-hmm. regular ass radio like that's what that's what makes it creepy it's not like i'm shuffling my ipod and it's coming on it's like the fm radio yeah and like you said like right now it's not really like cool to listen to michael jackson for yeah reasonable reasons but like it's not as common and i also didn't really like after after the whole movie came out i didn't expect to hear it on the radio at all anymore i was like oh yeah like this is gonna catch on I'm not gonna hear it anymore and then I guess it didn't so like now I hear it I still hear it every day on the radio that's wild the other thing that I wrote down that was like I don't know if you had other things that you want to talk about Meg but I wrote I don't hang t-shirts because that was also another thing where it's just like yeah (laughs) like the t-shirt yeah 
appearing different places. It keeps appearing different places. Like in like I pulled it out of the couch one time. What? <laughs> yeah, like at my dad's house, and it's not like you know how like there are couches that have stuffable cushions. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a place that has stuffable cushions. <laughs> like so it was random. very weird. It was very weird. Um, that t-shirt is like like it's like the worst like ugliest t-shirt that they have is the only one they had <laughs> left and then like I would never have hung it up I would just like put it in the drawer and I like I have this memory and mm-hmm. it's fine but like it's never in that drawer it's always somewhere else and <laughs> yeah it started wild. happening again when I moved into my apartment because it stopped for a while and then when I moved into my apartment I was like what is this hanging in the closet yeah it was it, I think it just went you know Boy George shows up everywhere. My <laughs> well, do you have anything else, Meg, that you want to chat about from the story? No, all the only other thing I've written down is pennies from heaven. LOL. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's what they. That's what I, I was like. <laughs> that I was like, hold on, let me Google what happens, and then they were like from from heaven, and I was like, oh no, that's a lot. About. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I said that's heavy. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you guys something. Whatever happened to predictability? There must be some magic clues inside these gentle walls. Sometimes you get a feeling like you need some kind of change. I don't get any of those references. But each week on Talking Sit, Silas P. and a guest do a deep dive and raise up the sitcoms that raised us. Did Mr. Belvedere really sit on his balls? Why do people call him Uncle Joey when he wasn't related to the Tanners? And does anyone else remember Head of the Class? Find out each week on Talking Sit with Silas B. Well, that's a great segue because I thought of something when I saw the blurb for your story. I like thought of something and I found this celebrity listicle of celebrities who believe that they've seen or encountered um, ghosts. So I thought that this would be topical because uh, Emma Stone, known for so many things, but Emma Stone, she swears that her grandfather sends her quarters. She like talked about it on one of the late night shows that she was on that her grandfather sends her quarters. And I feel like that's apt because Emma Stone is, I don't know, a rich celebrity. So, of course, her grandfather is like, <laughs> instead of paying attention to me, this is a fucking quarter. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I just think it's so weird that, yeah, like, like Meg said, like, they control change. <laughs> no, what is that? And why do you need real money if you're going to give me money? Yeah, like, I would like to see a ghost input some money into my bank account. <laughs> Make it I really need to, I need to start paying attention to what way they're facing, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, so, so Emma Stone said this on like in like an interview that her yeah she said it on one of the late night shows. That's what she believes, but she also like, didn't know her grandfather because I think he passed or like you know passed when she was very young or before then. So oh weird, it's interesting. Can I like how long it's been? Like that's what I'm wondering too. Is like is this just forever? Like for you, Anna, are you just gonna listen to Michael Jackson every day? Which is fine. Well, but he's like, my he was my absolute like favorite of all time. Yeah, so it's like I still do listen to him with like the little inkling of guilt at the end. <laughs> yeah, of course, but problematic, but I, problematic fave. Problematic fave, yes. But he has always been my like number one favorite. Mm-hmm. So. I would probably have listened to him most days anyway. 
Um, I try to like let Janet take over so that <laughs> I oh, can yeah. feel better. <laughs> let Janet. But, take over. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did that after like the first time I watched the documentary because I felt weird, and so I was like, I'm just gonna let Janet take over and the Jackson Five because he can be. He's one of five, so it's not as bad. But I mean, yeah, I guess I guess I am. Unless they unless they really super verify the documentary and then he never gets played again. <laughs> well, you can't help it. You have like a built-in yeah. excuse. You're like, I'm not picking it. This is just happening to me. Right. I mean, yeah, like like full disclosure, I have picked it, but <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, I guess I am, and I guess I'm gonna listen to Culture Club forever. Although the reason that's weird is like I avoided it because it made me sad. Yeah. Even though I love it, it like made me sad. Mm-hmm. Like boy seeing Boy George made me sad and seeing like anything having to do with them made me sad. So it would just show up. That's like that's how I know it was like a weird thing. Also, who's playing culture called like there's like five songs that are popular, but who's like really playing them? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the thing. It was it's not like it was like a regular band, like um, I don't know. I don't like know, a more what's contemporary a band that everyone's like, like Boy or something. <laughs> yeah, it's not like or it was like Green Day. Yeah. 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 Um, do you want to hear some other celebrities who've had encounters or experiences with the ghosts? Because one of these I'm super pumped about. Mm-hmm. Yes, I want to hear them. All right. So Kristen Stewart is somebody in this list, um, and we'll post this on the website, but it's a People magazine list. Kristen Stewart is somebody who claims that she hears and can communicate with ghosts and when she travels to other towns for different work that she's doing sometimes she like just can't deal with it and she's like please go away (laughs) I can't deal with this right now talk to anyone else I Um, believe her yeah Yeah. I I feel like people who are extra sensitive who are open to that like you it doesn't seem like the kind of thing you can easily just shut off anytime you want Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Some for some reason, I feel like that could add to why she's so odd. Like <laughs> yeah. she's a, she's yeah. just really busy. <laughs> <laughs> she's an introvert, and everybody's trying to talk to her all day. <laughs> Dead or yeah. <laughs> Going through this list, some of them are surprising, and some of them aren't because some, they range from people who've had just like encounters, like they stayed at a place that seemed haunted, or they lived in a house that was kind of haunted. People on this list include Matthew McConaughey, Megan Fox. Keanu Reeves, Selena Gomez, and everyone from Miley Cyrus had one where she was staying in a place that she was renting, and she said that she heard a voice scream, like full volume scream, and the water turned on in the shower inexplicably. So I guess she was like being harassed by this ghost. It's worth like a read. The one that really got me though was Megan Mullaney. Are you guys Megan Mullaney fans? Mm-hmm. So Tammy two fans. <laughs> for those of you who can't like imagine Megan Mullaney in your head right now, she's wonderful. Um, she was Tammy two on Parks and Rec. Who was she on Will and Grace? Nick, uh, Will and Grace. She was um ah. Oh. She plays like the sassy friend, the lady friend. I forget what her name on Will and Grace is, but that was like the big role that kind of got her like one of her her biggest breaks. So. Megan Mullaney says that she and her husband, Nick Offerman, who played Ron Swanson, they lived in a house that was haunted by the spirit of Nicole Brown Simpson, O.J. Simpson's what? wife. What? 
Isn't that a bold ass claim? That is such a bold claim, and I believe her because I don't think she would lie to us. And it's so specific, too, and it's not, like, the kind of thing that would give her more attention or notoriety. She was like, Nick Offerman and Megan Mullaney, tell my story. Let them know OJ did it. Big fan. Let them know through Parks and Rec. (laughs) Yeah. So the background was, um, you know, so they lived on a house that was built on a property that used to be part of the O.J. Simpson property, I guess after the Nicole Brown um, Simpson, like, death and the trial and everything. I guess when that property was sold and it was torn down, new houses were built on top. So they lived in this house that was on the property, and she would hear all these sounds and, like, just weird things, and she just said that, like, she felt like it was Nicole Brown Simpson, but then... Apparently, after they watched American Crime Story, which only came out like a year or two ago, it like kind of settled down. She believes that her husband, Nick Offerman, like didn't believe that it was Nicole Brown Simpson's ghost. And that's why Nicole was so pissed. (laughs) That's like Delaney's theory. But then after, you know, they watched American Crime Story, like it just kind of stopped. So... They were like, I, you guys know my story now, so. Yeah, Megan Mullaney said that Nicole just needed Nick to understand what happened to her, so, yeah. That is such yeah. an insane reason to stick around. It's not even like I need, like, O.J. Simpson to go to jail. It's like, I just need Nick Offerman to know the truth, and then I'll stop. <laughs> I'm that petty. I'm that petty. <laughs> just, just Nick, yeah. Yeah, I'm that petty. I think I get it, but I, like, I don't know. Now that you said that they lived on that property, though, I kind of, like, can understand how it could happen. I thought it was a really bold statement at first, but now that I know that they lived on the property, I'm like, "Mm, maybe. She's just, like, in an apartment in Connecticut. She's like, it's definitely Nicole Brown. No, it's in California. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, where is she that she's getting visited by Nicole Brown? (laughs) I mean, if I died, I would definitely want to haunt a celebrity, I think. Who like, you split haunt? my time, I guess, between my loved ones and celebrities. <laughs> yeah, who would you haunt, Meg? Oh, dude, ah, uh, I don't know. I should have seen this coming. Man, I need to be a bigger fan of stuff. Um, <laughs> do you guys know who you would haunt? I have no idea. But, like, would we, so would we haunt them in a way that would scare them, or would we haunt them in a way that would, like, be positive? <laughs> Like, like you creep, creep on them, but, like, they're not, you're not scaring them. You're just, like, around. I feel like you're just their ghost roommate. Yeah, you're yeah. just, like, creepy, moving oh, stuff. man. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would want to haunt somebody and be, like, their friend or if I want to haunt, like, a man that's attractive. I'd probably haunt, like, a bunch of famous comedians, for sure. I would probably haunt, I'd, I'd, I'd probably haunt John Mulaney. Yeah. If I had a famous comedian. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be very good. He also would, like, definitely, like, I feel like he would write bits about it. Oh, yeah. That would be really good. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Like, I feel like he would write the best bits about it. I'd love to haunt Zach Baggins just to see what type of job he does on the other end. Like, is he actually picking up what I'm doing, or just fucking around over there i mean i feel like with zach baggins you'd have so many other spirits to hang out with too so i just feel like a party house i don't know i feel like i probably haunt somebody like i really love amy sedaris oh cute weird apartment if you've ever seen her video on youtube i think it was it was vogue somebody did like a youtube video showing her like quirky little house 
like it's an apartment in New York and I would just want to hang out there. It just seems fun. But imagine like haunting like Wanda Sykes. Imagine their reaction. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like somebody who just gets really like freaked out. <laughs> like like not to not to curse on this podcast, but Dane Cook. Like imagine the reaction. <laughs> like Somebody's he's horrible about it. I, I would haunt that. him. I would haunt him for the wrong, re- like for the bad reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you think Dane Cook is a curse word to us. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a curse word in general. <laughs> <laughs> I loved his first special on Comedy Central. That was like influential. And then and then he became a trash human somehow and he became dane cook so <laughs> yeah like he was like doing good comedy and then something bad happened <laughs> you know who i actually if i was gonna haunt a comedian who i think is i don't know why i like nick swartzen a lot dude i love him yeah <laughs> i bet it'd be fun to just like hang out and like oh my god like, hang out with him during the day if i'm he's watching so a crappy great. movie and he's in it i'm happy I'm like, yeah, all right. Benchwarmers. Yeah. Benchwarmers. Yeah. I love Benchwarmers. <laughs> John Heater. Yes, it's, yes, I would haunt him. I would oh, haunt yeah. Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I would haunt him in a second, yeah. yeah. One of the things that's, like, tough, I feel like, is, like, uh, you have to haunt the places that you lived. I've only ever lived in rentals. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm just like, ah. Like, I'm just going to have to haunt, like, if I had to haunt one of the houses I've lived in, I'd go back and haunt, like, where I lived in college or something like that, just so I could, like, at least be entertained by the rotating cast of people moving in and out, like. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't want to haunt where I live, because it's in, like, Pike Creek, and I don't know, Eliza, you know Pike Creek. It's, mm-hmm. like, they're boring-ass people there, so yeah, I don't want haunt true. Yeah. Hopefully my like- next place. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. The house that we live in now is, um, that Sam and I live in, our landlord's grandfather built it, and so his family's the only family who's ever lived here. So we're like, you know, if any house is haunted, it's going to be this one, but I feel like I probably could hang out with any ghosts that are in this house. Like, it'd be fine. It'd be fine, <laughs> but I feel like they'd just be, like, kind of stuffy and stuck in their ways, but there'd be few mm-hmm. of them, so that would be the benefit. Yeah. Meg, would you go back to Penn State as a ghost and just haunt your old college floor room? <laughs> Jesus. No, I don't, I don't want, no. I mean, <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be too jealous of all the fun everyone's having. I mean, <laughs> like, oh, man. They're yeah, I feel like <laughs> Penn State would be a good one, though. I feel like Wilmington University just doesn't have the same. Yeah. Like, the commuter college, like, oh, mm-hmm. this this 35 year old woman is going back and she's getting her degree <laughs> like haunting the lounge <laughs> i'm gonna turn my ear pods up <laughs> i'm just haunting like the like two sports teams that we have <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile meg's got her giant football team <laughs> <laughs> oh i would it would be fun to haunt them <laughs> sure. just trying to make them be nice gentlemen like <laughs> rude just like scare them yeah it's like my college is like I go here because I have to to like get my degree real quick (laughs) yours yours is like let's have an experience (laughs) yeah I would probably just haunt my house my hometown oh yeah you're like your parents house I have a spooky old I came came up in a spooky old house so so did I yeah yeah the spooky old house 
I don't want to haunt that there because my dad owns it. <laughs> what, what happened to wanna... in your house growing up? Yeah, tell me about your spooky house, Meg. Oh, no. I mean, I've, I've, there's a lot of stories. Um, I don't know. Things go missing sometimes, and then they'll just turn up right where you looked. The classic. Um, so... I've, I think I've told this on the podcast before, but one time I was sitting in my living room and there was like a balloon and it was like in the middle of a dining room and it started turning and like, there's no wind, no AC. And I was like, no, 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 no. So it turned back to where it was and then stopped moving. No. It's <laughs> a whole Pennywise situation. <laughs> it was scary. Did but... anything happen in your house that was like spooky, Anna, mm-hmm. growing up? Um, no. Mm. Like things, like Meg said, things would go missing, and then I'd be like, "Why? Like, can I not find this thing?" It wasn't anything that was like valuable. It was just like this book went missing randomly. Like I know it was there, and I never moved it. But my dad always said that he experienced more spooky things, like doors closing, lights flickering, and stuff. But I didn't really have those experience experiences like he does. It's just always cold in there. It didn't matter what temperature. It was always fucking cold super cold we lived in a house that my mom was pretty sure was haunted but when she describes it back to me i'm like i think that there might have just been mice (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm not sure and it's like weird because like my mom's not really the type to believe in that so like i do believe her but the sounds in the walls i'm like i don't know maybe you just never lived with mice (laughs) (laughs) mom you've lived a privileged life i know mice with no mice. I know. I was like, you lived in, New- you were living in New Jersey at the time. There were definitely mice. Like, <laughs> well, do you want to play our game? Yeah. Sure. Let's do the game. All right. So we're going to play 20 questions, ghost edition. But because it's quarantine times and we're all home, I thought we could do a little twist on this and we could um, each play 20 questions with ghosts from movies. So what we're going to do is each of us are going to pick a ghost from a movie and then the other two are going to ask up to 20 questions to try to get enough information to try to guess the ghost and the movie they're from sound good thank you let's do it awesome anna would you like to go first so we will ask the questions of you all right and let's i'll keep it. track of the numbers meg you can go first does this ghost hurt people no does this ghost have a gender and is it female? That's one question. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> is this ghost trying to um, resolve something that was unresolved when they died? Yes. Is this a scary ghost? No. Is it a child? No. Was this ghost murdered? Yes. <laughs> Is it is it Sam from Ghosts? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I also had that on. So Sam from Ghost is Patrick Swayze with the famous. Yeah, the famous. He's my favorite of all time, like actor of all. Time. Obviously, I used to ask my parents every time we watched a movie if he was in it. Yeah. Well, you know the penny scene in that movie Ghost. That yeah. also made me think of what you had described too. Yeah. yeah. And the sexy uh, pottery scene. Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I forgot that his name was Sam. I just knew it was Patrick Swayze. 
I was going to do him. That's why I knew. <laughs> Should I go next then and then you can think about it? Uh, sure. Okay. Meg, do you want to ask first or do you want me to ask first? Uh, up to you. Do you have a question? Yeah. Oh, okay, you can go first. Is the ghost, or does the ghost have a gender and is it male? Yes, and yes. Okay. Is this ghost mean? No. Is the ghost scary looking? No. Is it an adult? Yes. Is its form human? Yes. Was it murdered? No. Does it haunt a person? It does. Is it like an old-timey ghost? Yes. Yes and no, but yes. Is it from a movie from the 80s? Um, I don't think they made it in the 80s. So questionable. Yeah. Uh, no, so there's no version of it that I've seen in the 80s. Okay. Does this ghost have a love interest that's still alive? No. Does this ghost haunt a family member or child? No, and no. What the heck? I'm really pumped about mine, in case you can't tell. <laughs> you seem pretty excited to say no to us a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, does this ghost have any powers? Yes. Didn't help me at all. <laughs> Is this ghost trying to resolve something that was unresolved in life? No. What's its deal, honestly? <laughs> That's not a yes or no question. Is this ghost young? No. Okay, so it's old. An old ghost. Is this ghost funny? I think so, yeah. Okay. Also, the only two options are not old and young. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay, so it's a, fu- <laughs> it's a funny ghost. ghost. Yeah. It's a funny ghost. Haunt someone, wasn't murdered. It's a human. Has powers. Can a lot of people see this ghost? Or just one? Mm, just one. Just one. You can ask questions about the movie, I guess, if you don't want to ask about the ghost, if that's more helpful. Is it a Disney movie? Uh, there is a Disney movie of it, yeah. Oh, man. There is a Disney movie of it. Yeah. Three more questions. Oh, crap. 20 questions it, is a lot of questions. We should cut it, it down next time. <laughs> I feel like it's not enough, honestly. Um, <laughs> is, it a, is, it a child, it's a, is it a child's movie? Uh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it a popular movie? Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's the worst. Last um, question. It's a popular movie. I mean, I think it's a popular movie. Ghost. Sort of Disney. That comes in human form? It's not Star Wars, right? What? Don't they have <laughs> Aren't the Jedi's ghosts? No! <laughs> They were holograms. But, like, when they, they evaporate into ghosts. I mean, yes, the, at the end there are ghosts on top of Star Wars, but it is is it Star Wars your question? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, is, is that your question, Meg? This is the last question you, you get to ask. Uh, fine, let me redo it. Oh. Did I ask? It doesn't, have, it doesn't have romantic interest in anybody. You did ask that. Yeah. You asked that, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Does the ghost go on an adventure? <laughs> It feels like a kind of, yeah. Oh, I think I know. I think I know what it is. You ready to guess? 
I think I can guess. I, I'm gonna. This is a dumb guess because there's more than one ghost in the movie. Is it a Christmas Carol? It is a Christmas Carol. <laughs> but wait, we have to guess what the ghost is. How? The one, how? Because there's. She said there was more than one version. And that it was like kind of old timey. Was it like the? Isn't it the ghost of Christmas present? Isn't he the one that's not as scary? Yeah, it is. You yeah. got it. Damn, you're it's gonna the ghost it. of Christmas present. I was specifically thinking of the Muppet Christmas Carol, but any Christmas Carol would have been fine. That's why. It's yeah, funny. Scrooge is from the eighties, though, isn't it? I thought Muppet Christmas Carol is from the nineties. Uh, okay. okay, but maybe it's from the eighties. I remember being a child. Because I thought the Bill Murray one was the 80s because he still had more hair. <laughs> oh, was there sure. a Bill Murray one? I didn't know that. Yeah, Scrooge. Oh, Scrooge. Okay, got it. Yeah. But not a Christmas Carol. Got so it. That's my mistake. Yeah, Ghost of Christmas Present. That was really good. <laughs> so that was real- really hard. <laughs> that was super hard. There was just more than one ghost in everything. All right, who wants to ask first? Um, Go ahead, Alyssa. First. Uh, is your ghost have a gender, and is that gender female? Yes to gender, no to female. Does your ghost come in the form of a human? Both. Okay. Both a human and a non-human? Both human and, like, ghosty. Okay. (laughs) Um, is your ghost tied to a specific location? Yes. Is your ghost scary? No. Um, Is your ghost, does your ghost have unfinished business? Yes. Does your ghost haunt one specific person in that location? Pretty much, yeah. Was your ghost murdered? No. Does, Does your ghost have a love interest that is still alive? Yes. We ask if the ghost comes. We asked if the ghost comes in the form of a human, right? Yeah, she said both. Both. Um, is your ghost a trickster? Like play tricks and things like that to like harass uh, people. I, I haven't seen the movie recently enough to know. I would say not a lot. If so, is that a good answer? Sure. <laughs> um, not particularly, I guess. No. Is it a children's movie? Yes. Okay. Is the movie from the 80s? <laughs> um, I uh, don't think so. No. Is the movie a cartoon? The movie is not. Is there a cartoon of this ghost? There is a cartoon series. Okay. Is the ghost nice? Is the ghost friendly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alyssa. I, can I guess now? Yeah, I guess, Anna. It is Casper, yeah. I was like, this goes, yeah, as soon as you said cartoon, I was like, this is Casper. He's the ghost friendly. You were like, the ghost is a cartoon. I was like, Casper. Yeah, it's Casper. I haven't seen it very recently either. I don't know if he's a trickster. I know he's a weirdo. Sorry, my favorite thing to do to Dan, because he thinks it's so creepy, is if we're actually having a genuinely nice moment and it's quiet, I'll I'll whisper, can I keep you? Oh, he hates it. Yeah, it's cute and weird. It ruins the mood every time because he's just like, "Ew, <laughs> no, get away from me!" Wait, who is Casper in love with? Um, what's her name? Shit, Christina, not Christina Ricci, is it? I don't know. I've been a long time. 
Uh, a guy that thinks he's like a ghost therapist and his daughter moves into the mansion and Casper Lake's the daughter. Oh, I thought he was like friend the daughter. And she's like sleeping and he whispers that to her. He whispers like, can I keep you? Ugh. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. He is a little bit of a weirdo. <laughs> That's so funny. It's a cute okay. movie, though. I know that Devin Sawa was in that movie, right? I think yeah, from, Devin Sawa. From Final Destination. Oh, was Devin Sawa, Final Destination. Was he in yeah. all like, the protagonist? No, no, no. Doesn't he come back in the one? So he's the first movie. And then doesn't he come back in the second one for like a hot second? No, Allie Larder comes back in the second one and tell and warns them. What's the one that starts out with the airplane? Oh, God. that's the first one. Okay, I the saw the first one, one in theaters then. That's why I couldn't fly for a long time. That and I and I don't go to the movies. Tanning is horrifying to me now. Who go? But who who does that anymore? After all the times we've been warned. Yeah, that's a good point. People who need to get a good base before they go on vacation. <laughs> <Yeah>. True. <laughs> I'd just be red. Oh man. Well, this was awesome. Thanks yes. uh, for being a guest. That was great. I'm so glad that you joined us. It was really fun to like also just hang out. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Cause we see you out in the world like occasionally and I've seen you for the last couple of years, just like both being in Delaware, but it's just fun time. Yeah. Chatting. Let's do some plugs. I know that you are uh, an artist of many stripes and do a bunch of different things. So just tell us where people can find your work and follow you. Yeah. So you can follow me in my work at curls, junior tattoos. That's C U R L S junior, like J R. I also do burlesque, but unfortunately due to quarantine, like there's no shows coming up. But when we do go back, another performer, Rigor Mortitz, and I will be running a show <laughs> called Extremely Sad and Incredibly Nude. That is what our show is called. I love that and title. We have a lot of great performers on that show. So it's all sad songs, like burlesque oh. to like historically sad songs. So you might hear like My Immortal um, I know I'm doing the Michael Bolton song. Um, how am I supposed <laughs> to live without you? So, oh, I love this concept. Yeah, so that's that's our show that's coming up. I don't know what other shows are rescheduling, so I can't really say now. But I do burlesque. You can see some of that on my tattoo Instagram. I still share things nice. about that. I'm also going to have prints and stuff available. If you just like keep checking my Instagram, I'll keep having like stuff uploaded because during quarantine, I'm like keeping everything updated and keeping people in the loop about like when I have a print and when I have something else available because unfortunately, I'm not able to book until I find an end time to this. Like until somebody tells me when this is over, <laughs> I can't book anything. People are sending deposits and stuff, but I can't, I can't book them until. Yeah. You know, like people are sending other tattooers deposits and rebooking. And I'm like, I can't even accept your deposit because I don't know when this is ending. So I don't know why anybody's booking anything. Yeah. Well, sweet. Meg, where can people follow you? You can find me uh, on Instagram or Twitter at Meg Gets Money. Gets spelled G-O-E-T-Z. I post anything that I'm doing because I'm doing a lot of like online stuff. So you can see that all there. Yeah. Yeah. And you can follow me at Alyssa Trez on Instagram and Twitter. I just learned, I'm learning how to play Dungeons and Dragons. So. <laughs> I want to learn to play that. So, I mean. Yeah, I my friend is running that. a learn to play like workshop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man yeah. plays, I would be down. <laughs> so yeah, you can find us on uh, on the Adventures Trail. Cool. Find us on Zoom, that's where we're at, so. 
Well, nice. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Find us at the places you get podcasts and subscribe. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. Special thanks to Valerie Jamea-Rubin-Shane. Artwork by Libby Rundell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Traskowski. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.